Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple of announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard. Now let me say that again. We So in, in Isaiah 8, starting in, in verse 19, it says, And when they shall say unto do you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and to wizards that peep, and to mutter, Should not a people seek unto their God, for the living to the dead? Now, you understand that, that, that what God is saying here and trying to get through the, uh, the, the prophet through to the people is, is there's going to be an opportunity for you to do what? To seek after familiar spirits, the wizards, uh, that, that peep and, and that mutter. You know, again, I said, if you've ever been to, uh, hopefully before you were ever uh, born again into God's kingdom, if you've ever been to a palm reader, a soothsayer, they can hit and miss about things about your life. I think we talked a little bit about that last night. And what you've got to be careful about is to understand that if you have ever done that, then you need that broken off of you, all right? If you've ever gone to a, to a, uh, a soothsayer, a palm reader, uh, bless God, if you've ever messed with a Ouija board, if you've ever asked to get an answer from any other source than the Lord God through His Son, Yeshua, then you need to be delivered. That's all there is to it. You're, you're, you're cursed with a curse. You're walking in an area that, bless God, that God can't... You see, it isn't that God doesn't want to bless us. It's God can't bless us. When there's a curse put on you, then you are covered. If you, if you, if you could see yourself, you're just covered. With, you know, the blessings of God, when that window, uh, the windows of heaven open up and those blessings begin to fall from heaven, then they will, the Bible says they'll even hunt you down and overtake you. Now, if you're cursed, you have an iron, an iron curtain, if you will, laced over the top of you, where those blessings just bounce off. They don't, they don't ever come. See, again, once the believers can understand, you've got to get the things out of your life that are holding you back from the things that God, from God's blessings. The key is to be blessed of God. The key is to have God's blessings flowing upon you, bless God uh, with unmeasurable amounts uh, coming down from heaven. That is the key to you being a child of God. Isn't that the promise of God out of, in fact, Deuteronomy 28? Yes, it is. That everything that we touch, our health, our children, everything wraps around us being able to observe and to do all of God's commandments. And that's exactly what we're told. Now, if we're going to line ourselves up with the Word of God and we're going to receive those things, then, then we've got to understand that's wonderful. Now, the challenge that I have given and have given for years to people is, if you will come, get under my ministry, and if you'll learn to keep new moon, to keep Sabbath, Shabbat, if you'll learn to keep the festivals, and bless God, if you go one year into this thing, plus the testimony of the Holy Son of Yahweh, Yeshua, you go one year, and if your life doesn't change, you can always go back to being like you were. Okay? And, and I'm going to tell you that there, no one's ever come back and told me, well, I'm going to go back to being a Baptist, a, a, a Catholic, a, a Pentecostal, a Charismatic, or anything else. You know why? Because this works. This works. Now, let me say this. If, in fact, 
You have not been under a ministry that teaches you in depth of the things supernaturally, the things that will harm you, the things that will keep these blessings that I'm talking to you about now coming from heaven that will, will, open, that will open your life up and, and cause you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. If you have, then there's something wrong somewhere. Why? Because the blessings of God and the Word of God are yea, yea. And that's what they are. The, the, the blessings in the Word of God are not ever nay, nay. You understand what I'm saying? So what we as Christians think, that the minute that we were saved, especially filled with the Holy Ghost, that bless God, that all of our troubles are now over, we're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and we're never going to have any more tribulations. And that's what a lot of us were taught. Now, uh, 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 we all know, and I have to be honest enough, that that didn't work quite like they told us, did it? We went through tribulations. We're still going through tribulations. And, and pastors are still trying to make up all these, you know, seven steps, the way to get the, the, to, to be wealthy and to healthy and all this kind of stuff. And it just hasn't worked. The key lies within the commandments. The key lies exactly where it's always been in Revelation 12:17. for those who will keep the commandments of, the, of God and the testimony of His Son, Jesus Christ. That is what it's about. It, 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 it begins and it ends all there. Somewhere along the line, the church lied to the people. And the people have not been smart enough for generations to go back, dig up history, and to demand from them where we got all this junk that we now believe. For instance, why is it that we keep Easter, which we're not commanded by God, and we're commanded to keep Passover, which we don't keep as the church. Why? Well, I, I don't know. You need to find out. You need to be students of God's Word. You need to study. And if you don't want to do anything else, go buy, go buy that set of tapes or CDs I got back there on the transition and understand this stuff. The only things that can ever be changed in the kingdom in heaven or on earth itself is by God Himself through His prophets. That's the only way it can be changed. And they can't be changed with some jughead standing up and bless God in front of a big committee of other jugheads and say, well, let's, let's, let's just canonize the Bible and let's do all this stuff and do all this stuff and do all this stuff and do all this stuff. Do you realize that most of that Bible... Now listen to me as I speak to you by the Rahakadish this afternoon. Do you realize that, that is it not said that if in fact all that Yeshua did, that there would not be enough libraries to be able to put all the books in? Somebody say amen. amen. Then why is most of what we call the New Testament written by an apostle named Paul? Don't fall out of your seat, folks. Just think. For just that much, think. Because somebody that was not being led by the Rahakadish made some decisions that has hurt everybody. Absolutely everybody. And now we're in a position where we don't know what's right, we don't know what's wrong, we got people running around saying, Paul said don't keep the law, we don't know what to do, we don't know whether to get in, we don't know whether to get out. And it's like I keep saying, the church is sick. There's got to be change that's got to come. The change is going to be, is going to be radical. Because it's going to take a radicalism to bless God to bring us to the place where God wants us. We're entering into the most dangerous time that this earth has ever known. 
And at the same time, we're entering into the absolutely the greatest explosion of God and supernatural visitations from the angels and the power of God's anointing that this earth has ever known. As I told you last night, I have a grave concern that the church isn't ready to enter into this thing. We're too busy still trying to figure out whether there even be a Holy Ghost or not. We're too busy arguing whether or not Paul actually said to keep the law or not keep the law. And you know I keep going around the country saying it's an Orthodox Jew. Let's get it. You quit being stupid. You can't. How can how can how can a Christian preacher answer that question? He can't answer it because he doesn't understand what it took to be a Pharisee. He took an oath. Paul took an oath. And that oath amounted very simply to this. You either keep the law or you die. He signed, he signed his name consenting to be stoned to death if he did not uphold the law all the days of his life. And you're trying to tell me that Paul said don't keep the law. They would have stoned Paul the next day because they were after Paul to get him because Paul had become a Christian. And they didn't like that. Did they stone Paul? No, they couldn't. Why? He kept the law. Now see how simple that is to answer that. Isn't that simple? More, much more so than getting together and arguing. Well, now, Paul, let's read. Now, brother, we've got to read over here in Galatians. We've got to read over here in this. We've got to read over in that. And I'm going, what is wrong with his bunch of characters? What's wrong with us when all we want to do is argue? Arguing is never going to bring us closer to God. What's going to bring us closer to God is, is, is bringing ourselves to a place where we are going to open up and receive the things of God. It's like I keep saying, if it doesn't work, then let's fix it. If it doesn't work, let's try something different. We can always go back to being Catholics next year. We can all go back to being Pentecostals next year. But no, what we do, we get ourselves in a position that, bless God, that, that, we're, that we're believing that somehow somebody is going to raise up and fix the church. And i got news for you. Somebody is trying to rise up to fix the church. And you're looking at him. I'm trying to bury the thing. I'll fix it. Shove it off in a hole. Get some bulldozers and cover it all up. It doesn't work. It quit working. A long time ago, and we have sat around thinking it's going to work and hoping it's going to work, praying it's going to work, and even some of us getting stupid enough to try to fast to make it work, and it's not working. And like I said, the time's going to come when some of us are going to get smart enough to start asking, asking the questions, why? why? Why aren't they working? I want to know why. Tell me why. You ever go to the pastor and say, why it didn't work? Why don't we ever see anybody in wheelchairs get up and walk? Won't we ever see blind eyes open up? Won't we ever see, bless God, diseases leave? Won't we ever, why don't we ever see these things? What, what is it that, why don't we ever get the opportunity to see these things? But no, we don't. You know why? Because we don't really think they're, they're the truth. Do you, do you realize that there's not a Pentecostal charismatic minister on the face of this earth, especially in America, that does not agree that Yeshua, and by the stripes that He bore, became our healing? They all believe that. But at the same time, I've been in Pentecostal churches where the pastor doesn't even lay hands on people anymore because he never seen God ever do anything, so he's hoping somebody out there may have enough anointing, something might happen. Now that pastor needs to be showing the door. Because why? He's supposed to be your example. 
If he can't work the works of God, you'll never work the works of God. Do you hear me? And see, the people don't understand that because, see, that's all part of this, of this transferal that we're trying to talk about. Now, I give you plenty of time, and I did find where I was looking for in Isaiah 8 chapter, and in the 19th verse it says, To the law and to the testimony, if, if they, they speak not according to this word, it is because there, there is no light in them. It said if they don't speak according to that law, there's no light in them. If they don't speak unto this law, there's no light, this testimony, there's no light in them. Now listen, uh, and they shall pass through it, hardness, beset, and hungry. Now understand that, again, there is penalties to pay for that. Now, now if you will put a mark there, and if you'll turn with me over here in Deuteronomy uh, 28, I want to show you something here. And I think we've done that before, but I, I, I'm, I'm certain that I feel like that, I, that we definitely need to, to look a little bit closer at it right now. I want you to turn with me over in the book of Deuteronomy. And what we're going to do is we're going to look in the 28th chapter. And I want you to look very easily with me or very quickly with me. That's easily, I guess. In, in, the, first, uh, in the first verse, it says, It shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do, there it is, all, the next word, His commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. Promise of God, right? And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Promises from God. Then you read down through the next 14 verses, and it talks about everything that you put your hand to, your cattle, your work, bless God, your health, your food, everything is going to be blessed. Now, what always intrigued me was from the 15th verse on over through the 68th verse, the Lord took time to tell us what was going to happen if, in fact, we did not observe and do all of His law. He took the time to tell us. Now, within that 15 through 68, you are going to find everything that's in the church today in those verses. It's all there. Now, you don't have to be a babbling genius to figure out that there must be something wrong, as in fact, if, if, if we're supposed to be blessed by God, then why is it that, bless God, that the church is sick? Why is it that we're broke? Why is it, bless God, that, 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 that all this stuff has come down on us? Why is it that our, you know, there's, there, there's blindness and there's, there's the dimness of eyes, there's consumption? All that stuff is listed in those verses, and yet we're not smart enough to read that and say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. We live from 15 to 68. The church doesn't live in 1 through 14. If the church lived in 1 through 14, bless God, then we would what? We would have a whole different situation going on. Do you know that there is health that will come unto you, that bless God, that if you'll keep the Word of God? Do you know that? So what we're trying to do and what I'm doing here this afternoon is laying the groundwork for you to begin to understand that, bless God, that there are penalties that God issues out. Now, you can say, Lord, forgive me and I'm sorry, and we're not going to get into the Scripture, but there's Scriptures to, in the Bible that will teach us that though you have repented, there is still a price to pay for the penalty. You still are going to pay the price of the penalty, the price of the sin. So the fact of it is, you've got to understand that. Now, God is a merciful God. Somebody say amen. amen. And thank God that His, in, His mercies endure forever, and God is not a God that will punish us forever. Amen? amen? Curses are different. 
See, those curses are passed down. Some of you here today have family curses. Now, we're going to get after all this stuff this evening. But you've got curses of bless God. Let's put it this way. If you happen to, if you happen to have had somebody in your family that's had, uh, bless God, uh, problems with a health problem, and, you, you, let's see, and it's passed down, you go back a few generations, then, then that's a curse. It's been so why is it? What's well, the same thing that comes here? It said in Deuteronomy, now again, in Deuteronomy, in that 15th verse, it says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all His commandments, which His statutes and His statutes, which uh, I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So you see, the curses have to be broken. The curses have to be spoken to. And you and I have to get ourselves in position again. We have to free ourselves up to be able to receive the blessings of God. And that's what I want you to walk away from here this weekend with, freedom to be able to receive from God. So how do we do that? Well, it's not hard to do because what you need to do is begin to think back and begin to think about things that could have been passed down from generation to generation. Things such as diabetes, things as, 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 as uh, some kinds of sickness or cancers or whatever. Break those out of your family. Maybe it's divorce. See, that's a spirit. And, 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 and do what? We need to break those out of your life. You need to be so you can walk out of here and know that those things are not going to do what? They're not going to come and they're not going to cause you a problem. All right? So when we, when we examine all this stuff, we want to be amongst those, those verses and live in those verses 1 through 14. Somebody say amen. amen. But the fact of it is to do that, then there's going to have to be something that's going to have to happen and something that's going to have to happen in life. We're going to have to change some. There are some things we're going to have to change, folks. There's, there's some things we're going to have to do differently. And, and, and let's face it, um, <laughs> I think most of us get one of these things that we're just almost afraid to be different. You know what I'm saying? Well, you might as well get used to being different because you're going to be different if you're going to hang around somebody like me. You're going to get real different. Let's go back over now into the 8th chapter of Isaiah. Now, it says that, that, that bless God, in 21 again, it says, And they shall pass through it hardly beset and hungry, and it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. Why is it? But it's because they have monkeyed around with, with, with familiar spirits, with, 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 with wizards. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. So what Isaiah is saying here is, that, look, folks, when you get yourself monkeyed up and there is a familiar spirit, a wizard, that gets involved within your life, if you're a child of God, you're in a heap of trouble. Now, if you knew that, you could stop it, right? And I made a statement earlier and I'll make it again. It's not the things that you know that can hurt you because you can stop that in the spirit. It's the things that you don't know. That's why it takes a depth of God's teaching to bring us to a place a full realization of what's going on here. You see, and, and some people will listen to this and say, Oh, thou, that's the Old Testament. We don't have to worry about the Old Testament. You better worry about the Old Testament. Because that's where God at Sinai set the law for all of His children. And do you know when that got bonded to them? When they all stood there and said, Amen. 
and that bonded. You say, well, I'm not a Jew. Well, no, I think Paul, one of our favorite apostles that wrote most of the New Testament that I pointed out earlier, I think that if, you'll, if you will uh, go back and, and, and remember what he said, he said, well, he said, whether you be a blood Jew or a grafted-in Jew, you're a Jew. Okay? So everybody, you know, I think most of the head shook that time. I knocked my cap off shaking it. So, so what makes the difference? You're a Jew. So does that, does that cause you to be different than the rest? No, it doesn't cause you to be different. It makes you part of the rest. You say, well, I, I don't understand what part of it all I am. Well, get the CDs and learn something. The fact of it is that God wants you to move up and to move in, and you've got to understand if you're not going to, there are certain things that bless God's going to cause a problem. Now, let's get back to the prophesying. Let's get back to these people that are standing up and saying, well, there's going to be an earthquake on Father's Day, and, and Portland, Oregon, and Salem, Oregon is going to be totally uh, uh, annihilated. It didn't happen. And now we're, set, we're, we're wondering, was it a familiar spirit? Or was it because this guy, and we went through it last night, had a dream of things that he fret, was fretting about because of Katrina? I perhaps would like to believe it's the Katrina thing. However, I don't know. It could have been a familiar spirit. Now, let's go now over into the 30th chapter of Isaiah. The 30th chapter of Isaiah. And we'll start in the, in the 8th verse there. Now, it says here, Isaiah 30, 8, Now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book, that it may be before the time to come forever and ever that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Now, I read that earlier. But what I want you to understand is, he said, it, it, it may be for the time to come forever and ever. In other words, he says that this thing is going to come on and it's not going to be leaving. All right? They're rebellious people. They're lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Are we not at that position full time today? Yes, we are. That we're lying. We're lying to the people. We're telling the people. You see, right now, uh, and I'm loving this at, at this point, I've got a lot of the church back right where I want them in the corner. And what I'm saying to the church is, fine and dandy, if you think you're so right, then bring the lame and let's see them walk. Bring the blind and let's see them see. Bring, bless God, this and bring that and let's see God do something and then get out of the way and I'll call the fire down and God will bring the anointing through the name of Yeshua and it's going to take place. Now, who are you rather going to follow? Not too, not too, not too hard to figure, is it? But see, we don't do that with the church. You know what we do with the church? Oh, my, there's a, they must have spent $2 million on this thing. Isn't it beautiful? Well, now, they must be right because look at all these people they got here. That's what we do. And you know, I keep reminding people it was numbers that hung our Mashiach, our Messiah, up on the tree. It was numbers. What would have been called the church back then, not, not like it is today, but we can say the believers back then of the of, 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 of thing of Judaism, they all got together and they hung our Christ on a tree. The numbers decided. You can't go by numbers. Numbers don't mean, don't mean squat. You know what means squat? the power of the anointing. See, when Paul made this statement, he said, I'm not coming to you with enticing words. 
He said, well, I'm coming to you is through the demonstration of the power of the Spirit, which is the anointing. And that's the reason that I said I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a real kick out of this thing, because I'm, as travel in this country, I'm having somebody, well, I don't think I quite agree with that. And I said, do you think that means squat to me? I said, you got a better idea? Let's see the power of God. We, we might sit down and talk. They can't demonstrate the power of God because there isn't any consistency within it. And that's the reason they can't. And because they can't, then we get in one of these things, bless God, that we get in one thing, they want to sit down and argue the Scriptures. You want to know something? I could care less what you believe in that book that's laying in your lap. That's not my problem. My problem is to make you believe anything. My problem is to challenge you and for you to be real certain of the decision that you're making as to whether you want to believe me or not is in accordance to God. That's the way this all, that's the way this thing comes down. Now, what is he saying? He, well, you know, uh, get you out of the way, turn aside out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Now, that's what they get to saying, uh, bless God. They, they don't, they do not want, now listen to me closely, they do not want the Holy One of Israel to come down upon them the way it is. That's the reason the church denies, totally denies, the judgment of God has come to this earth. Totally denies it. You know, I, I, I've uh, spent quite a time here trying to get a few people to understand that I'm close to right now in these days, that, that the judgment of God is here, and you're not going to turn the judgment of God back. We defile the living God, we're about to pay the price. That's the end of the story. Again, if, if you've got an idea of how to get the President of the United States involved in, in, a, in, a, in a fast and a, a prayer of repentance for this nation then, bless God, you may find a way to turn this thing around. But I'm going to tell you one thing. There's been people trying to do that for a long, long time. They're not interested. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. Christianity is a threat to the political system now. Have you not read the papers and listened to the news? We don't not only don't have a say anymore, bless God, we are the minority now. When you start talking about Christianity, you're talking about Bible thumpers, Jesus believers. And bless God, all they do is do what? But, but didn't, didn't Yeshua say in the last days that that's, we'd have scoffers, that these kind of things was going to take place? Paul even talked about it. That they're going to, Paul said they'll be ungodly. And aren't we ungodly? You know, we, we bless God, we, we bless each other with a rock. Christian to Christian, in the Spirit, of course, or bless God, we pray that it's that way. Therefore, therefore, the iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out of the high wall, whose breaking coming suddenly at an instant. So in other words, there is again going to be a price to pay for those people that are listening to prophecy, the people that are prophesying deceit. They're all going to fall. See, suddenly and an instant. And, and, and he shall break it as the breaking of the parter's vessel that is broken in pieces. He shall not spare so that there uh, shall not be found in the bursting of it a shred uh, to take uh, a fire from the hearth or to take water withal out of the pit. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and, and rest shall be, uh, and returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and confidence shall you be your strength, and ye would not. In other words, he said, all you got to do is get quiet, know who I am, and stand still. But yet, no, they would not. But ye said, No, for we will flee upon horses. Therefore shall ye flee, and we will ride upon swift. Therefore shall they uh, that pursue you be swift. 
Now he goes on to say, But a thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one, at the rebuke of five shall ye flee, till ye be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain, and as an ensign on a hill. So he's saying you have to understand that there is no, there is no place in any of this that you're, not, that you're going to escape. Once you have messed up, once you have crossed over, and, and, and folks, again, uh, I want to go back and just mention briefly again what we studied about Paul. Paul did not know that that woman was, uh, if you will, uh, uh, working in familiar spirits. He did not know that. I mean, there was a, he wouldn't let that woman follow them around like that. Uh, he didn't know it, but after many days it said that he was grieved in his spirit, and he turned around and rebuked the spirit and cast it out of the woman. Now, what had happened was that that woman was speaking what? Again, she was speaking prophecy. She was speaking unto them. Now, Paul, he was able to, to what, was, what she was speaking, it was truth, all right, but what she was trying to do was somehow work her way into that thing, and, God, and it wasn't going to happen, because what did Paul? Paul discerned that. And that's what I want to get you into the place of doing, is being able to do what? I want you to get in a place of being able to discern. Uh, let's go into in 20. Um, the, and though the Lord give you the bread of, of adversity, and He will, and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. So in other words, God's saying that we're going to be, we're, our eyes are going to be opened up. You know how your eyes are going to be opened up? Just like you're hearing now. The Word of God and the truth that God's Word is will do what? Will destroy the oak. The anointing will destroy the oak. And what you're hearing, if you will let this be deliverance, will be deliverance to you. It will set you free. And, and what he's talking about here is the fact that, bless God, that, that it can happen. Now listen to what he says here. In, in, in uh, let's see, uh, 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying... This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. So this is so turn to it, turn to it, turn, turn, and go that way. Because what is God saying? That it, this is the way. This is the way. Come to me. So all the time that these things are going on, you want to also be listening to see if there's a voice somewhere speaking to you, all right? And there is. See, we're all going to find out, and I'm not excluding this prophet from this. We're all going to find out when we get to heaven, there's been some places we sadly miss God. There's been some places... Now, isn't it going to be terrible for people to get to heaven and find out that the reason that they had been cursed and the blessings had stopped flowing into them and their family is because they sat in some loony church where some guys stood up or some gal stood up and said, Thus saith the mouth of God, and everybody said, Amen. It didn't come to pass, and then they're all walking in a curse. Don't make sense to me. But you know what it is? My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I keep saying this book, this book, the Holy Scripture, is what? Is full, is full of knowledge. It is absolutely full of knowledge. Now, in Isaiah 56, if you'll turn there with me, 56, 9. All ye beasts of the field come to devour, yea, all ye beasts of, in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They, all, they are all dumb dogs that cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. His watchmen. Now, let's, let's stop again. Uh, you know, I, get a, I, I think I mentioned this, but I get a lot of email. 
I'm not a prophet, Brother Deckard, but I'm a watchman. Well, wait a minute. A watchman is a prophet. A prophet is set by God to warn the people. Isn't that what they set the watchman? Set the watchman upon the wall. That's what prophets do. Well, Brother Deckard, I'm a seer. I'm not a prophet. Well, again, if you think you're a seer, you're a prophet. Let's quit playing games. Let's quit playing games. I mean, a prophet is a prophet. A seer is a prophet. A watchman is a prophet. Those are all prophets of God. Now, I don't know. What, what, you know what I think it is? Well, I'm a watchman, so it gives me all right. All, it's okay for me to prophesy and not be right. I'm a seer. You know, I'm not a prophet, so if I see something and I give it, then bless God, and it's not right, then, then it's okay because, you know, I'm, I'm this or I'm that. No, it's not okay. You still fall under the same ostapath with everybody else. You open your mouth, you shoot it off, it's not God, and it's deceitfulness, then you're cursed. That's all there is to it. There is no way to get around it. And that's the reason you've got to stop this stuff that's going on. Keep this stuff... Now, let me just ask you a question. Do you think that under any circumstances in this world, that what you've got to say... If you stood up today and you said it and it was wrong, was, is going to impact the world from right here? No. Even what I'm doing today is not going to impact the world from right here. It's not going to do it. Even what that guy out in, in, in Oregon did is not going to impact the world or the United States. It's not going to do that. So you see, why bother? You know, I used to say to God, well, leave me alone. Quit giving me this stuff. Nobody cares anyway. And what in the world am I doing? And the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm wanting you to learn how to do it right. Just prophesy, son. And so I'd prophesy. A lot of which, bless God, I prophesied from right here, right here in this pulpit that I'm standing behind today. A lot of the things that I prophesied here have come to pass. Some are still coming to pass. Now, as we begin as we begin to 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 come down on this a little bit further. I uh, uh, see that was nine verse. His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. I love that. Let me read again. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. They sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. Now let's stop there for a minute and talk about that. They are greedy dogs. They're greedy dogs which never can never have enough. You know what I said to somebody not long ago? When is enough enough? You know, I've had the opportunity through the years to know some ministry that are big-time ministry across this nation. Uh, know them well enough that I don't know today. I haven't seen some for years, but at one time, if I saw them, they would say, Hi, how are you, Tom? Now, my question, and I have questioned some of these people, how big is big enough? Why do we have to have? What do you suppose there has to be a, a church the size of the one that, uh, that, that this Osteen kid has got down in Texas? What, what, how many? 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people? Two meetings a day? Well, what's that about? How, uh, what, what television time? Do you know that it's easy to spend a million dollars a month on TV for those guys? Now, let me, let me say, uh, $1 million a month on TV. 
When is enough? Whose kingdom are we building? What are we, try, what are we trying to prove here by doing all this stuff? And, and, and that's been my question. Where, where, do you, where do you stop the grizzly bear from being at the door at the end of 30 days, every 30 days? Saying, you, you know, you've got, you got two million that's got to come out. I've got, I've, you know, I've got, I've got this much every month. I've got 150, 200,000, uh, 300,000, 400,000 every month that I've got to meet. What kind of craziness is that? Especially when you're dependent upon you to give the money. Well, I believe God told me to do that. Oh, let's see. I wonder if that's a familiar spirit. Huh? Let's, uh, you know, let's be honest with this. And shepherds that cannot understand. Well, you know what? Those, prophet, those prophets, those pastors, they can't understand what's going on today. They're all trying to. They're all desperately trying to understand what's going on today. They can't understand it. Why can't they understand it? Because I'm going to tell you something. It's not given to them to understand. Pastors are to be doing certain things, and I'm going to tell you none of which has to do anything with what I do. None of it. That's the reason I keep saying pastors need to have prophets in their general assemblies. Need to be there in the local assemblies. Every week they need to be there. The prophet needs to, to, to let it be done what needs to be done. He needs to be close enough to the pastor. The pastor needs to be able to trust the prophet. And when the prophet says, Pastor, you can sit down tonight because God's given me something, the pastor needs to go out there and sit down and be the rest of the, the, rest of the sheep and learn something from God, from that prophet. But does it happen like that? No, because you see, we have not trained, we have not trained our pastors as such. What we have done, we have trained our pastors all right, and what we've trained them to do is bless what be what? We, we have trained them to put a stranglehold on the sheep. You know, that's something I, and that's something else I'm going to be doing here shortly. You want to keep an eye on the internet to get, I'm going to do a thing on, on sheep, shepherd, sheep, goats, and, and wolves. And, and the reason I'm going to do it is, is I, you know, I finally made a statement. And the statement that I finally made, now I think I made it up in Canada, and I may have made it out in California or, or Portland, I don't remember, uh, Mike, uh, you and Ramona may remember. But you, uh, irregardless of who you think you are in God, now let's get away from whether you're, you know, a prophet or apostle or whoever, we are all to be sheep first. The sheep hear His voice. So the fact of it is, every congregation has three things in it. Sheep, goats, and wolves. And I've got an absolute uh, thing that I do that when I get done, it's going to pinpoint where you're at and who you are in the body of Christ. You, just because you call yourself a prophet, you still have to be a sheep. Okay? And sheep do what? They hear His voice, number one. They follow after Him, number two. Okay? So when you get somebody out here that's prophesying this stuff, that's hearing the wrong voice, number one, you know one thing. Listen to me. They are not sheep. They may be goats. And I keep saying, goats, we can fix you, but crazy glue and wool. We can almost make you look like a sheep. But I'm going to tell you something. The wolves you can't do anything with. You've got to run them off or you've got to shoot them. And you watch because I'm going to get that up on the Internet before long. I'm going to, I'm going to minister it somewhere and get it, get it out where you can receive it. Because, see, we, somehow we're getting to believe that somehow we've bypassed the sheep thing. 
Somehow we've bypassed that. No, you are a sheep, or you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be. And if you're not, then, then again, then you got, then we got problem number whatever, 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 and, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe not whenever, but we got, you know, we got a problem. So, so by, by realizing, and, and I think again, uh, we, we, we can realize that, that God has within everything, He's got a, an order in which He has always followed. If we can get you to get yourself into that order, See, if we can get people to quit worrying about dreams and visions, come on, listen to me. Ninety percent of the people that I'm around through these cities are only interested in coming to get a quick word from the Lord, visions and dreams, and or visitations, or hearing the audible word of God. They're not the voice of God. They're not interested in just growing up and being a sheep. See, I used to say to people, just sit back, relax, and grow up in God's Word. Then worry about all this other stuff, because if you don't grow up in the Word, you're going to miss God anyway, and it's going to be over. Does that make sense to you? See, I am one of these preachers that believes in the Word of God, first and foremost. I don't believe, now listen to me closely, because there's some of you out here that definitely have got to get this into your, into your spirit man. You, if you're not scriptural, you will never become spiritual. But if you are scriptural, you will become spiritual. The funny thing, you won't even notice it. Okay? And what we're trying to do is to develop the scriptural part of you, knowing that the spiritual part of you is there anyway. Why? Because you are made in the image of God. You are developed by God and created by God to be able to communicate with God. What in the world is news about that? You are supposed to hear from God. Dear God in heaven. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Don't know 